and welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, Princess Brilliant, learns science from a scientific child called Ron. Hello, I'm Ron. Hello, scientific child. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, You're peppy. Are you peppy? I am overtired. Um, so kind overtired. Of compensating. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm good. I'm, I'm getting a lot of love um, this week. Yeah, people are being really nice to you on the socials. Yeah. Uh, we've got a real Team Ron situation growing. Team Ron? Someone said I should be a teacher. Mm, I don't think you should. No, I don't think I should either. I think you should be a small boy that lives in a bin. Um. <laughs> Thank you, uh, I make myself laugh. Um, so, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, Ron, first things first, I'm the realist. There's been a lot of chat, mainly from me, about you should sing You should sing the Vengabus. I don't know it. That was the well, whole point of the chat, and I haven't listened to it. Well, look, get the lyrics up. Um... Stop squelching about and no. Why are you taking your headphones? Where are you going? He's wandering away. Where are you going? Oh, he's got a guitar. Yes, let's have the John Lewis advert version of the Venga bus. New York to San Francisco. I'll do that. All right. So if anybody needs a new ringtone, let us know, and we will make that available for download. (laughs) Oh, he's so young. Um, We've had some good chat this week on the socials about your favourite podcast producers on podcasts. A lot of love for lots of different producers, and we like to see it because the hosts, you know, they get stuff, but the producers are the ones that go and do the editing. Obviously, if you're a magical podcast like ours, the hosts and the producers are the same person. (laughs) So that's fun, isn't it? What we've done is we found two different ways to praise ourselves. (laughs) Yay! We're the best. We're the best. But this week, Ron, we actually do have a producer on the episode. Producer Nephew. Producer Nephew makes his first appearance. Um, He is Producer Nephew because he first appeared on an episode of my other podcast, the National Treasures podcast, when we went to Wookiee Hole in Somerset and Producer Nephew came along and he features in the background shouting about the colour yellow (laughs) in this episode. He is swell. He's a delight. He is my favourite human being that I'm talking about right now. I like loads of human beings. Anyway, um, also, Ron, on Twitter... Bailed on that, because you realised that we've got two other nephews. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's absolutely no chance that they listen to this podcast. Oh, my God, though, last night... So, oldest nephew, um, you know he's reaching that sort of, like, gangly, awkward teenage phase. Yes, I Last know. night, I was gigging at a venue, and the um, guy that was doing the... Um, the sort of sound and stuff, the backstage manager kind of person, was exactly oldest nephew but grown up. Oh, It was so cute. He was so, like, mannerisms, phrases, also in that, like, I'm tall and skinny kind of, oh, God, I just, like, he'll have no idea why I just grinned at him like a maniac (laughs) all evening. I was just like, oh, I love you. Um... So yeah, lots of love for all of the producer nephews, um, but only featuring youngest nephew this week. Um, Joe on Twitter has made us aware, Ron. You remember in last week's episode, I was talking about Loch and Key. Yes. There's a restaurant in Ireland called the Loch and Key. Yes, I saw that. Maybe this could be a good place for the first official Lex Education weekend away. Is Loch like that Irish for lake? I don't know. It's a whole new spelling. It's L-O-U-G-H. Yeah. Maybe it's Lau? Lof. Bow? Lof and key. Lof. Don't know. We'll get some clarity, please. But, hey, let's go on an excursion. Let's take the Venga bus there. Yeah! Although we'd need a Venga boat. Or a Venga plane. Yes. 
Anyway, so enjoy this week's episode. Uh, we are, what are we doing? We're doing bonds this week. It's chemistry. It's all about bonds. Mims bond. Have a good time. Enjoy. Hello, Ron. Hello. It's Monday afternoon. It Feels is. like the perfect time to do some science. Yes, you're neglecting our our other sister. Yes, I've got a surprise visit from uh, nephew and sister. She confused me so much. She texted me yesterday and she said, "Oh, we're out with um, we're out looking at a car. It's in Plymouth, uh, and it's only an hour, that's only an hour down the road from you. Shall we? Shall I pop round?" And I was like, "Plymouth is like five hours away from me. What are you talking about?" She went, ah, oh, Portsmouth. They both start with a P and end in mouth. I get them confused. Like, <laughs> They're both east of Bristol. <laughs> sure. Like, Portsmouth is only an hour away. Yeah, come over. So they've come to stay for a few days, impromptuously. Fun. Um, you very nearly had to teach both of us this science, um, but uh, we thought that would be quite confusing for everybody involved. Um I feel quite sad about last week's quiz, Ron. Um, and so I really want to make better notes today. I'm going to work really hard today. Okay. How is it looking today? Today, I think it is... Um, it's not easy stuff, but I think it's all going to make sense to you. I don't think any of it's going to come, uh, come out of nowhere. And also, I think we've laid in previous chemistries, I think we've laid quite a lot of groundwork for, for what we're doing today. Okay. And My also, aim for today is that this episode is incredibly boring because I'm just going, yeah, that sounds great. That's and the dream. Writing it down clearly and efficiently. I think you're also going to enjoy this because I think this is going to answer some questions you have about the structure of things and why they happen. And the moon. No, no nothing to do with the moon. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm quite scared because you sent me a few images on WhatsApp uh, that looked terrifying. So um, uh, I suppose let's go, shall we? Yes. So today we are going to be looking at different types of chemical bonds. Hey, do you reckon you'd say class mist? Because if you say dismissed, it means you go. But when you start, you should just say class mist. Or is it like amassed? Is that it? Is it amassed? Is dismissed and amassed? Whoa, hang on, hang on. Sorry, Laura, what, what was the aim of today? What was the dream? <laughs> God, what, what were you talking about? I've really lost where I was. <laughs> Well, we hadn't started yet, so that's okay. I was just thinking at the end, you always say class dismissed. And so how do we say that at the beginning? Class ass-missed. <laughs> like class, class, class assembled. Ass, class ass-missed. I think that's <laughs> it. I was trying to work out what the non-dismissed. You So if you're not dismissed, you're just missed, aren't you? No, you admiss, I think. Oh, like, like admissions. admissions. Yes. Class admissed. Admitted. Yeah, you don't admit something, do you? Well, asmist. <laughs> Class asmist. Right. So we're doing chemical bonds. Cat tell really got stuck in your head. Yes, she's being very needy because I didn't look after her for two hours. Boo. She was asleep in a different room, completely fine. Stop looking Boo. at her butthole. I can see. I it. can't see her. She's off my screen. Are there? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, what were we talking about? We haven't started yet, so don't worry. Just go to the beginning of your notes and begin there. So we're doing chemical bonds, the different the different ways that atoms can bond together. The name's atom. Atom bond. Why did you do that in the voice of a New York gangster? No, that was James Bond. <laughs> it fucking wasn't. It's it Adam, was. she. Adam Bond. <laughs> Their name's Atom. Atom Bond. Atom Bond. Yes. Hey, that could be a comic we could start. Adam Bond. Adam Bond. This. No. <laughs> There's nothing there. 
<laughs> right. So there are three types of chemical bonds, how atoms bond together. We've talked about one of them before. Can you remember what it is or how it works? What? What have we talked about before? We've actually talked about two of them. Uh, two types of chemical bonds that we've discussed. Covalent before. bond. Yes, that's one of them. Can you think of the other one? Isotopes. No, don't just say words. <laughs> no, Ron, I can't think of another one. Ionic bonds is another one. Ionic bonds? So, you know, when your sodiums and your chlorides and your whatnots all uh, react together. That's another one. And then the uh, third one is metallic bonds. So uh, the special type of way that metal, ion, uh, metal atoms bond together when they form a metal. If somebody hadn't made good notes in previous episodes mm. and had no idea what a covalent or ionic bond was, how would you summarise that? Well, don't worry, because I've, we are going to... God, this cat is really ruining this episode, and it's nothing to do with me. Yeah, so we're going to go through all three types again, because, to be honest... Swamp brain! Yeah, swamp She's brain. She's a whole lot of fun! Where's on my good pen? I'm going to make good notes with a good pen. Maybe that's. I, maybe I'd be learning this so much better if I'd bought loads of new stationery before we started, like not just the notepad, which has actually not turned out to be that helpful because I haven't written anything good in it. But okay, I've got a good pen now from Pavilion Diamond Limited in Brighton. Bit of free advertising for them. Lovely. So we're going to do ionic bonds first. Ionic bonds. Oh, ionic bond here. Ironic bonds. These are the bonds that you get when you have 10,000 spoons, but all you need is a plate. Nice. Nice. Um, so ionic bonds occur when you have a non-metal and a metal combined. A non-metal and a metal. And we need to remember that things you would never think were metals are metals. Like what? Bananas and stuff. Potassium. Potassium, yeah. That, that's because, do you remember, our definition of what a metal is, is anything that forms a positive ion. I didn't remember that at all. Maybe write that one down. <laughs> a metal? And what was an ion again? No, I'm not telling you that one. You should fucking know no, that by on. now. No, come on. Is anything that makes a positive ion. Yep. Work it out from months of context. <laughs> Is that when they have different numbers of neutrons? No, that's an isotope. Oh, that's a really similar word. No, just both begin with an I. <laughs> and have an O in it. <laughs> Ions is... There's only... Hang on. An iron needs electricity. <laughs> so it's about losing an electron... Or gaining an electron, Or yes. gaining an electron. And therefore it will be charged. Yes. One or more. One or more, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a metal is an element that forms a positive ion. Yep. E.g. sodium plus or I've, I've written all of this down, Ron. Brilliant. If they're forming a positive ion, have they gained or lost an electron? Lost, because yes. the electrons are sad boys. Yes. And non-metals are elements that form negative ions. Okay. So you can see why an ionic bond would occur, because the metal is going to form a positive ion by losing its electron, giving it to the non-metal. It's going to form a negative ion. And then because of the electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic charges, they're going to be attracted together, yeah? Yeah? 
active listening. <laughs> so, hang on. Let me tell the story now. Can you hear producer nephew? Yes, I can. He's just shouting about downstairs. <laughs> um, so, I'm a little sodium, short and stout, and I'm wandering around, and I lose an electron to a... To a chlorine. Yeah? Okay. Really so depends I... on what you're about to say now and as to whether that's <laughs> right or not. I become positive because the sad boy wandered off and my party is better. And the chlorine becomes negative because they now have more sad boys than DJs. And then because I'm good and they're bad, we together via magnets and we're an ionic bond now yeah so right. when we've talked about your sodium chlorides and whatnot in the past we're usually talking about them in solution dissolved in water mm-hmm. um, so in that they aren't forming an ionic bond together because they're not bonded together they're both dissolved they're both wet covered in water okay um no why is that make it any different because they're dissolved so the ions are sort of where are they then in the water freely floating around they're inside hydrogens and oxygens no that when things are dissolved they sort of loosely bond with um other things in there but let's not go into that um feels like you're the one making us go into it no 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 i was just saying that when they're dissolved in water, they're freely floating around in the water. Yeah. I don't understand what dissolving is now. Dissolving is like going into another world. Dissolving is like going in a spaceship, Ron. No. no it's, yes, it's... because you're here, but you're not here. You're dissolved. Where are you? <laughs> if they're behaving differently... When I'm in a swimming pool, I'm the same. No, you're not. I am. No, you're not. What's different about me? You do different things. You react what do I differently. Do? Well, you know, you don't like sit around on Twitter playing Overcooked or like shouting. I at would people. if it, if my phone was waterproof. But I it's would. not, so you do different things. Yeah, but I'm still there. Like I'm still. Not and the sodium and the chloride are still there. Yeah, but they're doing different things. Yes, but you're doing different things. You're fucking swimming if you're in a swimming pool. <laughs> How about that? But I don't suddenly go, whoa, one of my toes is pinged off and stuck to another guy. No. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to be the bit we fell down on. <laughs> I just... All right, so they have these rules, but if you put them in a swimming pool, it doesn't happen. They're attracted together, but when they're in, when they're dissolved in water, there's they're in solution. So there's other things that could kind of make up the charge between them. So then they're kind of freely floating around. I'm so confused about what even water is now. Water's just H two O. But how does it become water? It, it just is water. Water is a molecule. And it's just there in the air. And then it's not. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> oh my god. The whole thing that I wanted to say is that usually we're talking about these things in solution. So they're not forming an ionic bond together because they're dissolved in water. So, but things like, like table salt. Yeah. I just licked my pen and it tastes very nice. Yeah, I saw. So <laughs> things like table salt, those that that sodium chloride, that is all ionic bonded together. Okay. Okay. So if you look at So are they bonded in what when they're dissolved then, they're just near each other, they're not stuck together. So what you kind of so when we write down something like the the reaction of um, sodium reacting with chlorine after they after they react they will then fuck off and never see each other again in when they're in solution because they're all just moving around 
So they'd come and get an electron and then go away again. Yeah, so the whole thing is like billions upon billions upon billions of particles all flying around, bumping into each other. When you see that reaction And I'm happen, just in there swimming. Yeah. When that reaction happens, you you can't... Because I know in your brain, you think inherently that the sodium that reacted with that chlorine, they're going to be physics mates somehow. <laughs> they're not. That I can, No, I understand this now. That makes sense now that um, he takes the electron and goes away. Yeah, because it is happening on such a scale that we cannot imagine. So when we and do... We're not, so we're not making sodium chloride in solution. They're, they're, they're becoming um, ions, but they're not forming bonds. Exactly, yes. And we would call it sodium chloride in solution because... If you were to remove all of the water, it would form sodium chloride. Yes, they'd all huddle together. Yeah, and then they'd make it, but in solution, it's not. They like just that. spread out yeah. more because of chaos theory. Yes, exactly. They diffuse around. So, I mean. All right, that that makes sense now. I understand. It's not. Sorry, we came on a wiggly path. That's but I've okay. Got it now. Have you ever um, ever felt like this? Strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? Have you ever let ever felt this? salty water completely dry up? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. And you seen that it forms like little square crystals? Uh, I never noticed they were square. I know it leaves like a white tide mark. Yeah, I guess if you had more salt, you'd start seeing the square crystals. Or I think... um. Uh, you, you might have seen even like fancy rock salt that's kind of square. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so if you... You told me that I was weird about salt though. Did I? Yeah, because I have like three different types of salt in the cupboard and you said I was weird about it. Yeah, not because you have three types of salt, you were just being weird about it. I wasn't, I just used them for different things. Yeah, but no, no, no. It's not about how you use them or what you do with them. It's just you were being weird about them. I don't think I was. I think you've set it up for nothing. Um, can you take a look at figure A that I sent you, please? What? This is a naked photo of a person. What? It's not really. It's some science. <laughs> Um, figure A. Fig A. Oh, my goodness. Right, so I, I'm looking at here. On the left, there's... Oh, I can hear an ice cream going. Can you? Mm-mm. I'd love an ice cream right now instead of science. I'd love one too. Well, you shouldn't have moved to stupid Brussels then. Yeah, they don't um, have ice cream here because of the EU. Stupid EU. On the left is some big pale grey circles and some small dark grey circles... And they are all sort of um, stuck together on sticks into a sort of rigid box frame of alternating. So a pale grey big circle connects to three dark grey circles and then they go out to each connect. We'll put it on the Instagram, but that's basically what I'm looking at there. Then on the other side, the same circles but inverted colours the big, now dark grey circles have negative signs on them and the small, positive, light grey ones have plus signs on them. And the key is that small and grey means na plus and big and light grey means cl negative. Yeah, it's very interesting that they've decided to invert the colours for, for those two diagrams, isn't it? That is mind-numbingly confusing yeah that is that's really needlessly shit to be honest um basically these are just two different ways of um of doing a diagram of what is called a crystal lattice structure which is what ionic um ionic compounds form when they are in solid they go in squares which is why then salt is cuboid it's how crystals form is because they're crystal lattices on an atomic scale are uh, this uh you know form shapes like this um which is then why crystals will have geometric shapes and whatnot it feels bonkers to me that things naturally would make a straight line mm. 
But I mean, don't forget God, that they cream. don't actually have the lines going between them. But they've lined up. Yeah, they've lined up. Yeah. So the other thing that is There's a spider on my window. The other thing that is important to understand is... What are we talking about now? Are we still talking about ionic bonds? Yeah, so you know that Na is sodium, right? I do now. And Cl is chlorine. We're looking at crystal (laughs) lattice structures of ionic compounds. Yeah. I didn't know if figure A was still on ionic bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because we're still... Yeah. Focus. Um, I am focused! The other thing to consider is in the same way that after the reaction happens in solution, the atoms are... Wait, I thought we weren't in solution anymore. Oh, you don't interrupt me halfway through a sentence (laughs) when I'm about to explain it. Especially when I start it in the same way as. (laughs) Clearly going to be followed by something else. Can you say again in a different tone then? I'm finding it hard to listen to you. Oh my god, this ice cream man is taunting me! In the same way that <laughs> when you react the sodium and the chlorine in solution, the atoms are then not inherently friends, when they're in a crystal lattice structure, they, you know, it will be the same ratio of one sodium reacting with one chlorine. But it is not just those two bonded together because it's all just magnets. So they are then the magnetic force will go in all directions. So they are just all kind of wadged together, which is why they then form this structure, because they sort of land in form in a structure where they are all just equally bonded to each other in all directions. Yeah. I understood the magnets going in all directions. Mm. I didn't understand what you meant about other things are in there. So it's not NaCl. It's just a pile. It's a pile of NaCl. It's a pile of sodium ions that are positively charged and chloride ions that are negatively charged. But nothing else. There's no Mm. other guys. There's no titanium or anything in there. Nope. Not if we're talking about pure salt. How do they know that they're going to just get those guys? What do you mean? <laughs> no, does... I know the mistake I've made. Don't worry. So, yeah, this is just one of those things where, like, we're, we're obviously just talking about this in kind of a pure theoretical sense. When, you know, there's obviously going to be impurities in your table salt and there will be other bits and pieces Bugs and messes and in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and they don't obviously know anything because they're atoms and they're not friends. But they... Can you stop it? Stop saying they're not friends. Because not because you understand that as a concept or because you, that makes you sad? <laughs> because I feel like you're being mean in a really <laughs> shady way. Being like... Can you learn this only in the way I say? Where it just makes sense to me that they're buddies. Okay, so the second... And this is just a friendship group pyramid, basically. It's like, you know, you're in a big group of friends. You're not super close to everybody in that big group. You're probably super close to three people, and then they're super close to three people, and that's how friendship group forms. Yeah. Delicious, salty friendship group. (laughs) Okay. So that's kind of ionic bonds. Any questions on that before we move on? Um, no. Oh, stop making notes again. Yeah. Shit. There's three things that students should be able to do after this, all right? And I am a dent of stew. One of them is deduce that a compound is ionic from a diagram of its structure in one of the specified forms. So if it's a lattice, it's an ion structure, apart from certain If it's a lattice? 
Yes, Crystal Lattice, remember that? I stopped listening, actually, and, and looked at Twitter while you were talking. Can you say that again? No. No, do, do. What, what do you need me to say again? I can't, Everything. we've been talking about this for like 15 fucking minutes. Yes, oh, well, piss off, just for a tiny minute, just for a mum... From when you said, from when I said I stopped making notes, can you go from there? What I just mentioned was before then. Chris, what do you mean? The crystal lattice structure. Yeah? Yeah. What do you say lattice for, though? Because it's a lattice. I thought it was a square, a, a, like a cube. Yes, but you, it would be huge. Like, this is this is just a, it, no, like, this is just... <laughs> An example of a small section of, of what a, a salt crystal would be. A salt crystal would actually be billions of this. That's just, sh that's just showing the, the structure of it. But why are you saying lattice? Because it's a lattice. What's a lattice? I thought a lattice was like a potato. No, this is a <laughs> lattice. That's why I keep fucking saying it. Stop, don't. I thought lattice was like a... Like a big hashtag. Look at it. Look at what? I, <laughs> look I, know at... what I'm lo I know what I'm looking at. <laughs> look at uh, it. Yeah. It looks like a square, big square. Oh, yeah. A bit like a hashtag. It's the same fucking thing. You're swearing a lot today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's lots of lattice. Is a lattice 3D? C can be. Ah. All right. Didn't know. Just dribbled all out of one side of my mouth. So you should be able to deduce that a compound is ionic. Yeah. Where's you? Is that producer nephew again? Yes, he just shouted the word yellow, and I'm not sure why, <laughs> but he did. So it will be because there'll be two different types of thing, and they're going to form a sort of evenly organised lattice structure like that. Okay. No. Wait. What? I thought an ionic bond was when a non-metal and a metal combined. It is. So why did you just say that it would be about a lattice? Because... So they will always make a lattice? When they're in solid form, yeah. Always make a lattice, unless they're in water, and then they won't make an ionic bond. They won't be ionically bonded together then, no. Okay. That's that's all that we're going to go into there, okay? Good, Although I'm not sure you get it. Um, the ionic bonds are happening in between the positively charged and negatively charged ions that are in the crystal lattice. Crystal lattice is fancy, isn't it? Listen, um, yeah, sure, a positive and a negative, and they like each other. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, but you see how it forms like this big macro structure when you get lots of them together. Yeah, well, you can draw it any way you like, but I understand that if I see one in a square, I'll call it a lattice and I'll say that that's ionic. But I'm never going to see that in the wild, am I? Well, you might in a GCSE exam and have to yeah. identify it. All right, if I see it in a square, I'll say that's a lattice. I feel like you're remembering but not understanding. But we're going to move on to the next one. I don't know one. what else to understand, though. Because you kept on saying, what is a lattice? Why are we talking about that? I because thought it I was thought ions. a lattice was a flat thing. And I was looking at this box and you were talking about a lattice. So I wasn't sure if I'd missed something. Right, okay. And now I know that you call boxes lattices. I don't now I know like what we're doing. Oh, goodness me. Right. We're going to move on to the next one, which is yeah, covalent being bonds. Yeah, really stupid today. Covalent bonds. Okay, I've written that down. Perfect. We've actually done covalent bonds before. But I should think you don't remember them. <laughs> um, um, I've got today. So covalent bonds are the bonds that form when two non-metals react together, okay? Okay, two non-metals make a covalent. And we remember that electrons go around atoms in different shells or, or layers? Force fields, yes. Force fields, fine, yeah. And um, in, the, uh, in the outer outer bit, we remember that there are eight 
electrons, right? Of the bit of the, of the period. They're going to be full. So there are eight spaces for electrons, yeah? Yeah. So electrons like to be in pairs. Yes, because they're lonely. Yep, they like to be in pairs. And obviously, if you are helium or krypton or radon or whatever, one of the noble gases, you have a lovely full ring of <laughs> of eight buddied up electrons, yeah? Four pairs. Four pairs of, of buddied yes. up electrons, yes. 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 Makes them very unreactive, very stable, guys. Yes. Noble. So these electrons in the outer shell, they don't instantly start pairing up with each other, right? So the first one comes in. Obviously, that's going to be a lonely boy. Second one comes in, does not form a pair with the first one. You Why? then have two unpaired electrons. Why? It's to do with the structure of the shells and they're actually different types of energy shells like p shells and d shells and then i think f shells um and it's to do with just how they fill up crikey okay um so, so number one comes in he's on his own number two comes in also on be his a bit own. weird no one else would want to come to the party if they started kissing immediately exactly and then that goes all the way to four okay and then you have four lonely boys, okay? Oh, so they're not lonely, but it's like a bus. Nobody goes and sits next to each other immediately on a bus. You always take a double seat on your own, and then when more people filter on, they have to sit with the least weird-looking person. Yes, exactly. Right. However, deep down... If those little electrons were being honest with themselves, they actually do want to be in a pair. Okay. So. Oh, this is a good. You could write a really cute story about electrons, couldn't you? So, when. So, um, if if you take a look at your periodic table, I'm just going to get one up as well. But let's take carbon for example. Carbon. Carbonzo beans, Senor Garbonzo. So carbon is the. I don't want you to think that I edit bits out there. That is just Ron leaving a pause and moving on. <laughs> so carbon <laughs> just does it again. Um, so carbon, as you can see, can form four covalent bonds because it's got four single electrons in its outer shell. Yes, all happily on their journey, reading their books, no ass cheeks next to theirs. Which is why carbon is the basis of all organic chemistry, because it can form the most different structures, essentially, because it can form four different bonds. Yeah. So, like halogens, your fluorines and your chlorines and whatnot, so they're going to have seven electrons in their outer shell. So that's going to work out to be six content little pairs and one guy on its own. Yeah? Who are the halogens? Yeah, fluorine, chlorine, bromine, iodine. Got your yeah? num number seven. Your number sevens, yeah. So yeah. They've, they've... they've got one guy left over, so they can only form one bond. Exactly. So if you think about these things forming chains or structures... A halogen, a chlorine, or a fluorine or something, it can only form one bond, so that's going to be the end of whatever chain you put it in. Because it can only Whereas form one. Whereas a carbon could link on to a fluorine, a chlorine, a bromine, and an iodine. Exactly, yeah. And make a, some sort of crazy thing. So these sort of shapes that you can build um, out of uh, non-metals covalently bonded together, that is what a molecule is. Right, so a covalent bond makes a molecule. Exactly, yes. So then could you take a look at figure B for me when you get a chance? Yes, it's got a yellow and black stripy butt with a point on the end and wings. And what's that? A pesticide coming towards it. Run, figure B, run! <laughs> Don't run, you're actually a slow runner. Fly! Fly, figure B, fly! <laughs> figure B. 
Welcome to Figure Bees. Today we'll be auctioning off seven porcelain Dalmatians. You've muted yourself. You've somehow turned yourself off. Have you unplugged your microphone? It went like... Um, I can see your mouth moving. I can't hear you. Listener, you probably heard a uh, a little sting there. What happened was I got so excited about what I was singing about that I just lightly touched my microphone and it stopped working. Um, we are back. Um, right, so take a look at figure B, please. Figure B! Figure B, figure B. Figure B, B, B. Figure B, right, okay. Figure B for the listener. Figure B. It's a good word, isn't it? It's nice. Figure B. Figure B for the listener has for ammonia NH3. And then this does make sense. So you've got an ammonia sitting there and two electrons are in a little pair. So the crosses the of... represent electrons from the nitrogen. Yes. So one nitrogen is sitting there, right? And he's got five electrons in this outer ring. They haven't drawn the inner ring, which is annoying, but never mind. So two of them are sitting paired up. Then the other three that are solo each have one hydrogen. Hydrogen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hydrogen with one electron in that pair. So it's showing how one nitrogen has three hydrogens sitting on it. Another way you can look at it is basically the same drawing, but without the circles. Yeah, so the, these are called dot and cross diagrams, and they're a really common way to show this kind of sort of atomic detail. You never show the inner rings when you're doing this kind of stuff because they just don't matter because they'll never be involved in, in a reaction. Okay, right, good to know. Other ways to do it is just an N with a line going out in three directions and an H at the end of each of those three lines. So that's the that's a really common way to draw a molecule because it's um, and each line represents a covalent bond. Yeah. Um, atoms can form two bonds or th even three bonds between each other um, sometimes. So then you would just have two or three lines in between them. Oh, so more than one electron could hook up from... So one... So two... Two atoms could touch each other and two electrons off each of the atoms could also bond. So they're like double bonded. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I think we talked about this. So oxygen, O2, that is two oxygens that are double bonded together because they've both got two single sad boys in their outer ring. So they do that. Mm. Um, and nitrogen um nitrogen is n2 when it's just a gas and that is two nitrogens triple bonded together so nitrogen makes up like 80 percent of the air that we breathe but it's a super safe inert gas because it's got these these triple bonds in it so it doesn't react with anything because you'd have to break those bonds to react it to something okay um and i think it's that reason as well which is why nitrogen is um uh, it, well, it's it's to do with chemical bonds, like um, it, that explosives work. So I think in TNT, which is like trinitrotoluene, the trinitro I think is something to do. Is that's that's like triple bonds, and then when you explode it, you're breaking all of these bonds, and it's releasing all of that energy. Crikey, poor nitrogen. Mm -hmm. Are we so horrible? Then... It's a bit like the Hulk, like just wants to be placid and calm, and then. But people know that it's a good source, so they rile it up. Yeah. Um, do you want to carry on your description of the figure? figure oh, well, the other one's just stupid because it's just a big circle with some little circles around the outside. Point so that one is a that's a picture of um, a an atomic like atom kit. So you, um, in science classes and stuff in schools, you quite often build molecular models of things out of little atoms and stuff that but look it doesn't like that. tell you what they are so i don't find that one very helpful no i don't know why they've drawn that to be honest and then it says polymers can be represented in the form and they've done two c's connected to each other carbon 
with two H's coming off each carbon. Yeah. Two arms with nothing on, and the whole thing is in a bracket, and then a tiny N. I don't know what that means. So this is what we were talking about just now, where I was saying like a chlorine would be the end of a chain or something. Hydrogen's the same; it's the end of the chain. Whereas the carbons, because they can make four bonds, you could that poly polyethene. What that is describing there. That carbon chain could be hundreds of carbons long. Mm. So rather than drawing that out, because that would take ages, you can put a bracket around the um, the individual bit of the polymer that repeats. Oh, it's repeating. Yeah, so you put a bracket and the N around... means it repeats to that many Exactly, it repeats times. N number of times, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you can form huge structures um, from these molecules. And then, yeah, so these are molecules. This is essentially what I studied at university for three years, is just different molecules reacting with each other. You poor thing. The other thing that I thought would be worth mentioning here is, so carbon makes... Uh, carbon! ...can form these four bonds... So that is why diamond is the hard, uh, hardest material that we know, because it is just carbon making four bonds to four other carbons to make four bonds to four other carbons and so on and so on and so on. Why does that make it hard? Because there's lots of bonds in there and it's, um, it's just, I think it's the, the particular shape is very sturdy. All right. Yeah, and it, it, it's because... If you had even like some oxygen or nitrogen or something else in there, each one of those atoms is only going to be able to form one or two or three bonds. Mm. So then there's fewer bonds. Whereas if you have carbon, it's four bonds every single time. Okay? Yes, Ron. Um, yes. <laughs> I started <laughs> thinking about how you could then man-make diamonds, and then I think those do exist, but people find them to be slightly less valuable because they're man-made which is so stupid it is stupid but then the whole diamond economy is is bullshit anyway yeah they're not worth anything but they um, are pretty they are but if De Beers just let them all go everyone could just have one yeah join a union join a union diamond union all right so we right. better get on to metallic bonds because we're going to run out of time Right, let's get on to it, metallic bonds, although I do feel like this one's going to shit on our chips the most. I don't want to show off, but I'm on to my second page of notes. Ula. Metallic bonds. I have sent figure C to you. Don't look figure at it just C. yet. Right, so. Did you say don't look at it yet? Don't look at it just yet. I'm going to explain what it is first. Whoa, that is complicated. So... Metals, we remember, are defined as elements that form positive ions. Yes. So these are all elements that are losing their electrons to become these ions, okay? Yep. When metals form a metal, i.e. metallically bond to each other, what they do is they, it's called delocalize, they delocalize their outer ring of electrons and essentially share them. So it's kind of like they crowdsource their outer electrons. Thoughts? We should do this next week. <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly... It's, it's fucking so stupid when it's like, hey, these electrons behave this way, and so this happens. Whoopsie, not if they're falling off this tree. In this case, they put them all in a bucket and share them. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So how are you supposed to remember anything about electrons if they just behave differently? Because just remember that this is what a metallic bond is. I can't just remember that, Ron. <laughs> I need to know a reason. So I... Oh, I put... Metal. Some, I okay, put, so metal... I put something in my notes like that might help. It's like a pit. It's kind of like a reverse plum pudding. No, I've forgotten what plum pudding is now. That happened too long ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
They have a mosh pit and they put it all in a pot. What about this? Okay, this might help you remember it because you know how obviously electricity can flow through metals. Mm-hmm. All of the metal atoms delocalize their outer electrons, and then it is those electrons available in the metal that form an electric current when you. What does that mean, delocalize it? Where do they go? So it's it like I say, it's kind of like a reverse plum pudding. So if there's no current being applied, the electrons are just kind of bimbling about around the the atoms or around the nuclei, in between them all, getting shared by all of them, satisfying all of their needs. Okay. So it's like a reverse plum pudding. Then if you apply, I don't want to say reverse plum pudding. What does that mean? Yeah, but it's not my fault that nothing stays in your brain. <laughs> but you said a plum pudding. You remember was... the plum pudding? It, yeah. It was protons embedded in a negative mass, right? That's what they thought it was. Was it? <laughs> yes. No, or was it electrons embedded in a positive <gasps> oh! mass? Can't remember. Ron, this one's too difficult. Can no, one you're time? just giving up because you're tired. I am tired. It's not any more... Co it's less complicated than covalent bonds. It's not because I don't... <sighs> well, it's just like, think about it like magnets again, okay? Metals are socialists. Yeah, they crowdsource their electrons. They share them all around. Nobody knows where they put them. Or how this works. Just repeat that back. That is school. But you see how that might give metals the like the properties that you know they have, like the fact that they're conductive and stuff. Yeah. You're on Twitter again. Yeah. Yeah, I can fucking tell. <laughs> I'm bored. Well, that's it. So <laughs> we can stop fucking great that really annoyed me that last i time. thought we were doing so well when we were doing the covalent bonds yeah the covalent bonds make sense let's just say that they're all that one because but yeah no they do make sense and that's why i like molecules that's why molecular biology is fun wait i thought this was chemistry it is but we were talking about molecules and i studied molecular biology remember it's kind are there of molecules in biology as well yeah proteins are molecules fats are molecules oh my God. Sugars are molecules. Right, stop it. Stop it. Let's Gene, go to the quiz DNA's now. Shut up, Ron. Shut up. Goodbye. I'll see you next week for the quiz. Quiz. In real life after just 20 seconds of music. Goodbye, everyone. Quiz, quiz, quiz. It's quizzing time. Hooray. Are you ready for the quiz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember anything about what we did last time? I couldn't really. Um, I, yeah, it was bonds we were doing. Um, and uh, looking at my notes, I remember saying I wanted to make better notes, and it seems to have started really well, and then by the end just dissipated into absolute nonsense because my last two notes are just metals are socialists. Reverse plum pudding, and that's all I've written. <laughs> so, yeah, that tracks, to be honest, from what I remember yeah. that episode. But it started out, I'd written down so much stuff, Ron, so as long as you're asking me questions about the start, I'm going to nail this. Well, um, it's going to be a mix, I'm afraid. You ready? Yes. Okay. Which two types of element form ionic bonds with each other, Laura? I've actually written this down. Uh, a non-metal and a metal combine to make an ionic bond. Ding. That's a mark for you. Yes. Okay. Question number two. Can you briefly describe why diamond is such a strong structure? Yes. So. Three marks on offer here. It's because carbon has... Uh, has four single electrons in its outer force field, which gives mm -hmm. it four possible other bonds it can make. So in a diamond, each 
each carbon is bonded four times to another carbon and so all the bonds are really strong and everything's really stuck together all the electrons are bonded and it's all like a very tidy structure a lattice not a lattice now i will give you all three marks if you answer this sub question correctly okay. covalent bonds on the scale of bonds are they strong or weak uh factoring in that diamonds are the strongest thing ever And would we describe a diamond as being exemplary of a covalent bond? Well, you tell me. <laughs> what kind of yes, because make that's what I'm talking about. Sense? Yes, because I've written down about bus seats, and I remember that. So this is covalent bonds. So I think covalent bonds are the strongest ones because what's bigger than a bus? Yep, ding, ding, ding. So that's all three marks. So covalent yes. bonds are the strongest type of bond. So that's a mark. There are four of them between each. Um, carbon um and then the last bit um the the shape that they form is called a tetrahedron um you didn't use that word i don't think i used it last time um but that is a strong shape as well so strong 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 strong, shape none of this namby pamby circle nonsense so question three hey a circle and circus is that because it's a ring yep huh question three (laughs) Wait till you find out about circuits. Um, how does <laughs> how does metallic bonding work, Laura? Uh, Don't just say socialism. So I didn't remember this one. I don't understand this one as much as the others, but it's something to do with that they they just sort of freelance each other's electrons. They get near each other, these atoms, and the electrons just sort of pull together and everybody can just use what they need. So they're a bit crossed over. I'll give that to you, yeah. So uh, the the electrons in the outer ring dissociate from the atom that they first came with. Think about it less in terms of socialism or freelancing. <laughs> Think about it more like uh, the electrons become sort of the cement. Um, and then the atoms are the, the, the bricks in it because the electrons are just kind of all in around them, holding them together. Yeah. That didn't help, did it? No. I've been thinking about atoms this week, though. Yeah? When I'm dirty, if I've got dirt on me, is, yes. is, that, is that, like, is that atoms joining together or is that just... How do things stick to each other if it's not atom sticking? Is it just... Is that just being stuck to something, or is that an atom bonding? Um, that's a good question. Um, ow. Is um, it? I think it'll mix. Like, there'll be some things that will form atomic bonds with um, stuff in your skin. Um, but then also some stuff that will just be, like, smeared on the crevices. <laughs> okay. But All right. I don't want you to come away from this thinking that there are dirt atoms. <laughs> like, dirt isn't an element. But it kind of is. What no. is what is what is soil like? Soil will be uh, a, a mix of um, mostly organic molecules and then some metals and and other ions and stuff. And what what do you minerals. mean an organic molecule? Like an organic molecule, no, an organic molecule is basically anything with carbon based around it. So, carbon based like, life form, I've heard that phrase. Exactly, yeah. That's why we call it organic chemistry and stuff like that because it's based around carbon. Okay. Question number four. Maybe that could be my, my thesis on what is dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe you doing theses will be the Patreon <laughs> show. <laughs> um, are you ready for question number four? Oh, I thought we were done. Yeah. What compounds are made through isotopic bonding? 
What's a compound? A compound is when two elements join together. So like a molecule is a compound. This is a trick question. That type of bond doesn't exist. It is a trick question. Is it? Yeah. Yes! This is the greatest day of my life. Because an isotope is about how heavy it is. Yep. Well done, you're learning. You do Making notes nice. helped, Ron. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Did you just say, I do move in herds? Yeah. Why? It's a Jurassic Park reference. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't even know what to say now. I can't even carry on with a podcast. Yeah, you um, you based it there. That was four marks out of one, two, three, four, five, six. Six marks. Amazing. Best day of 2022 so far. It's amazing how much Jurassic Park comes up in this podcast. Yeah, it's, um, it's a film that I, I like and I've, I've seen it a good few times, but I wouldn't really call it sort of, you know, it's not really part of my, my cultural touchstones. But it it's does definitely something lot. you bring up, though, because it's not me bringing it up. I do think about it all the time. <laughs> it's not one of my cultural touchstones. I just think about it constantly. Yeah, you know. but I think, about, I think about Jurassic Park all the time. I think about Sam Neill a lot. Oh, I saw him on Twitter earlier. He was on a yacht today. Oh, that's nice for him. Yeah. He was good in Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders? I've never seen that. It looked a bit violent for me. Yeah, you wouldn't hey, like it. I did Lots finish of watching... hunky men, though. Oh. Not that Killian Murphy guy, though. He freaks me out a little bit. He's... he Now, I don't want to be disparaging about where the people look, but you know sometimes somebody is seen as super handsome but they just give you the chills yeah this is how i feel about killian murphy and um chris pine i honestly think chris pine is one of the scariest looking dudes on planet earth and everyone's like oh look at me cream and panties and i'm like no run away run <laughs> away he looks like he's gonna eat you i'm scared of him uh, yeah, I think um, uh, Hollywood handsome sometimes can be very striking, which I guess is divisive. Yeah, but they're striking and then they're striking you, and I feel like you're <laughs> fine, which just beat me to death. Because no, like, the Killian Murphy thing, especially in um, Peaky Blinders, is a very violent show. I could see that. Chris, Chris Pine looks like a nice man. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, Ron. He's tricked you into thinking he looks like a nice man. No, but you'd fancy um, Killian Murphy's brother in the show, Fred. Oh, Fred. Lovely Fred. Fred Murphy. All right. Yeah. Is he a bit hairier and softer looking? Yeah, I think he's got a moustache. Yeah, I don't really like like an angular, ice cold looking person. I need them to look like they'll go, don't worry, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay. And then just ruffle my hair a bit. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. Can you tell? <laughs> Thanks for listening to our science podcast about Chris Pine and Gillian Murphy. Hey, um, Ron and I have had a chat this week. And we have had a think about most seriously looking into merch that will... Um, kind of we'll try and get it ready for christmas so probably putting in an order this week um we're thinking we're going to start very small in terms of numbers and what to do and we've been looking at what you guys have been interested in but say we put out a few tide protection helmet baseball caps um and maybe if there was an option for that hat and a t-shirt with don't just say stuff on it uh there's been lots of calls for down merch Ah, down merch would be good. I, I just baseball cap that just said down in lower caps with a stop. <laughs> we could go that way. Um, so, yeah, th those are the the sort of two, maybe three options that we're thinking about. Obviously, we'd love to make a whole range and get everybody what they want, but we're not quite at a point with the listenership where we can invest in that and know um, 
know that it's all going to sell. And I say this as somebody with a lot of National Treasures podcast merchandise currently under Hudson Desk. <laughs> all, so, <laughs> all of the money that we've made from the podcast, we have invested directly back in, which is to say zero. So this week. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's no way we can make money from the podcast yet because we haven't actually asked for any money in any way. Yeah, but I don't know. Someone should have given us some by now. <laughs> <laughs> just posted us a fine. Just like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, it's 50p. Just fling it at us next time you see us. Um, so, yeah, so we're gonna, we will be starting small, but if that's of vague interest to you, if you could just wave a hand at us somehow, um, it, it, some way, give us a nod that a reasonably priced T-shirt and or hat would be of interest to you, then we'll know how many numbers to order because we are going to keep it small. So then, you know, if nobody says they want them, there will literally be 10. So uh, we don't want people to not be able to get them if they want them. But equally, I don't want to be wearing down hats as pajamas for the rest <laughs> of my life because that's all that's in my house. So let us know. And also, if you uh, are listening and you think, oh, I love merch T-shirts, but they're always baggy ones built for the male form, there will be a V-neck version of the T-shirt because I'm so sick of having merch that is unflattering. And... I support this. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, listen, we love you. We'll see you next week for physics. No. Yeah? Yeah. No. Uh, again, sorry, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's my turn. Catchphrase. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Catchphrase. Say what you see. Um, class dismissed. Catchphrase. <laughs>